Here's a cool fact. A crocodile can't stick out its tongue. Another cool fact, you can get short-term health insurance for a month or just under a year in some states. United Healthcare short-term insurance plans are designed for people who are between jobs, coming off their parents' plan, or turning a side hustle into a full-time gig. Underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, they offer flexible, budget-friendly coverage with access to a nationwide network of doctors and hospitals. Get more cool facts about United Healthcare short-term plans at uh1.com. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Cats and cat owners deserve better than any old-fashioned litter. That's why I teamed up with scientists and veterinarians to create Pretty Litter. Its innovative crystal formula has superior odor control and weighs up to 80% less than clay litter. Pretty Litter even monitors health by changing colors to help detect early signs of potential illness. It's the world's smartest kitty litter. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. When you drive a vehicle so reliable it's backed by a 10-year, 100,000-mile limited warranty, you stop thinking about what you can't do and start doing what you never thought possible. Visit your local Kia dealer today to see what you're capable of in a vehicle that inspires confidence around every corner. Kia, movement that inspires. Call 800-333-4KIA for details. Always drive safely. Limited inventory available. Warranties include 10-year, 100,000-mile powertrain and 5-year, 60,000-mile basic. Warranties are limited. See retailer for details. Welcome to Upfront at the Emirates. I'm Chloe Morgan. And I'm Rachel O'Sullivan. We are in the Emirates press box, baby, having just watched Arsenal dismantle slash destroy slash take apart slash completely own Chelsea for one. Yep, yep, no, I, I know that's not a typo. That's 4-1. Uh, we're going to discuss what happened, what Arsenal got so right and what Chelsea got so bloody wrong and what it all means to this juicy little title race. Rachel, it feels like a real honour and privilege to actually be sat beside you on game day in the press box at the Emirates after a WSL record-breaking crowd, just over 59,000 people packed into the stadium to see their team destroy Chelsea 4-1 for only the third time at the Emirates ever. Are you okay? Because that was a really nice intro to me. This really is a long week for you and you just talked about what a privilege it is to be sat next to me. I'm I mean, I do have it in me. I'm so glad that it's been recorded. <laughs> <laughs> yes, um, what a game that was. I was hoping for an exciting game. It was. I didn't think it would be quite so perhaps one-sided. Um, I did, I have to do have to say that it did absolutely chuck it down for a good proportion I mean, you of were out that it. I was match. under this lovely little roof. I am v- my feet are very wet. Everywhere is pretty uh, damp, my gear, everything. But it made for some very, very nice shots. And... Um, Three of Arsenal's goals are down my end as well. So I'm going to take that, Chloe. I'm going to make it personal and about me. Um, Not but like no, you. that's very rare. But no, I did. Uh, I enjoyed the match. I wasn't expecting it. I wasn't expecting such a dominant performance from Arsenal. Um, let's be real. They've, they've looked a little shaky in defence at times, but we know they've got the firepower. But I also felt at times the firepower hasn't really been firing. Mm-hmm. Yep. And yet today it seemed to all click into place. And I was saying to producer Finn beforehand there was a moment in the game and I'm trying to remember which players it was and I think it was Leo Valti and I think it might have been Jesse Fleming but a ball was kind of passed to her it was passed short 
and it looked clearly like um, uh, Fleming was going to get there first and Liam Elty stretched and stretched and got a little toe poke just to change the direction of the ball ever so slightly out of her path and one of her teammates picked it up and it just encapsulated that kind of Chelsea were just off it slightly mm-hmm. in every kind of area just off the pace ever so slightly a meter off an inch here an inch there and it just felt like Arsenal smelled blood and they were they were dominant from the get-go and I think that early goal really helped them in terms of how the rest of the performance came out I think it was that I think that was the catalyst I think they didn't really expect to be starting that strong oh sorry that's all right Oh God! It's it's a, it's a Chelsea press officer. Don't say anything bad. <laughs> Chelsea were wonderful. Chelsea were wonderful. <laughs> yeah, I think I've got to agree with you. I think from the seventh minute, obviously that goal going in. Who else? Beth Mead. I mean, the crowd went absolutely berserk. The atmosphere in here just completely kicked off. There were flames at the start, and it felt like there were flames the minute that goal went in. But I think let me just talk you through the the kind of the 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 beauty the kind of the, it was the wonderful beforehand so it was like a, the ball was going from uh, Ford to Kim Little to Palova and then it was a layoff to, to Beth Mead and you think she's going to strike it first time and all the Chelsea defenders the keeper are going in one direction completely sells them a dream cuts it inside and then scores and it it was probably one of the most beautiful things I've ever seen it was a worthy first goal back at the Emirates for Beth Mead <laughs> wasn't it just it just feels like every kind of match she's taking off the kind of all the things you need for the ultimate comeback um, and an absolute beaut of a goal at the Emirates uh, she can tick that one off now as well so I'm not sure what, what else is left maybe a hat trick maybe she'll pull that out next week but um, I mean she's already got an MBE she, um... <laughs> she's in some form right now and it's a really lovely thing to see A how confident she's playing mm-hmm. But like, you know, when players come back from such serious injuries and sometimes you wonder, will they ever, will they come back to their their best? Will they look the same? Will they feel as confident? And I think what's impressed me most about Beth Mead, other than the speed at which she's come back and the way she's playing is um, her physicality. And she really seems to trust herself and trust her body and her, her skills. Would you say that she's come back better? Possibly. Yeah. I mean, we know what Beth Mead is like when she's got fire in her belly and... My God, she seems to have that at the moment. Do you think there was a part of me that was like, yeah, Arsenal are doing absolutely amazing, seemed to be the completely dominant side for like the first 10 minutes or so. Then Chelsea get their goal back. It was a beautiful little run, just along, we were quite near side it actually. Wonderful uh, goal. Neve Charles dribbling across the left-hand side of the pitch, then cuts it over. And then, obviously, that beautiful strike from Canarid obviously completely beats Zinsberger. Yeah, didn't expect I mean, her to take it herself. We'll talk about the goalkeeper situation in a second, mm. but did you think at that moment that, that was when the game was going to flip and Chelsea, you know, that, that was the sort of the, the firework up their bums they needed to Oof. kind of like get back into to the game? It's an awful analogy. Um, <laughs> I do have a way with words. <laughs> well, that's what we are used to ex- like getting from Chelsea. You know what I, I mean? I felt safe in that, actually. Yeah. I felt like that was the way that the game was should have gone. Yeah, when you were like, well, here's the goal back. It's all, we may as well scratch both of them off now. Here we, we go. We had a good run. Yeah, Chelsea are going to get a second and, and, and potentially dominate. And it, I feel like a similar thing happened in the Conte Cup final, didn't it? But it was uh, it was an early goal and then an almost immediate equaliser. Um, but yeah, that's what you expect from Chelsea because they know how to come back from going down. Like, they've done it before, they've done it plenty. And Are you going to say mentality monsters again? Well, that's what actually I think lacked today. And I think that's a real rarity for the Chelsea team is I mentality. Think Arsenal put the mirror in front of Chelsea and actually gave them a little <laughs> bit of their own bloody medicine. <laughs> who's <Yeah>. that? <laughs> <laughs> um, who's that monster? Uh, yeah, no, I think that that's, was a, a big lacking. I think their ability to turn around... Getting out of the, like they they struggle to find solutions and you mm-hmm. know things like their decision making wasn't 
there and that's what we're used to seeing from players at this level and it's why they're so good and it's why they can find ways to win is because they can problem solve on the pitch um, they can make decisions quickly they can make good decisions quickly and I think all those little areas were just lacking for them today and they really struggled to get out of their own half at times um, look maybe there could be fatigue from international break but both players are dominated by international stars um, who were away with their teams you know Sam it's Kerr not excuse anymore Sam Kerr didn't <laughs> go with Australia um, because of an apparent uh, ankle injury, I think it was. Um, so, yeah, I think nobody really looked on fine form for Chelsea, which is, I guess, something we're not used to seeing. They were all off the boil, which I think was such an anomaly game. It was such a weird thing to see. It was like like a like a shooting star, but like the worst kind. Um, <laughs> <laughs> like a shooting brick. And like, like a meteor coming straight for your head. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, things you never see and probably don't want to. Um, but also at the same time, it obviously does make the whole competition that much spicier now that Arsenal and Chelsea are level on points and we don't know which way this is going to go. And it makes it obviously even more spicier that Emma Hayes be leaving this year and everyone wants it to be this kind of you know send big grand big send grand off. send off for them but putting that to bed in the 36 minute up steps um <laughs> rachel brown finish said she should be getting bonts of the year for her head <laughs> <laughs> in the comms <laughs> it was amanda ellister who oh my god we're so adding that to our hall of fame from bonts of the year the corner <laughs> steps up and then that was obviously like the kind of turning point and then two minutes later obviously a second goal for arsenal and then it looked like because there was so much airtime in between those two goals into in between the the um the scoreline at that point that actually arsenal had a real bloody good chance of taking this thing but also that kind of creeping doubt that there's still a you know about 50 minutes left of the game to play oh yeah back in your head you're like this isn't over <laughs> and I, I did think Arsenal could have got a fourth before half time but I also thought to myself if it goes in 3-1 and Chelsea can back out and score early we've got a serious game on our hands would you say it was a bit like a pantomime it was like a kind of she's behind you type situation <laughs> Chelsea got coming in at the second half going what can you do and then also the pantomime villain just you know failing flat well, there, there was one point where LJ went for a ball and she ended up like careering off on her bum down the out over the end line and it was goal kick but she, she stayed off the pitch for ages and I was a bit like she is going to creep up behind my <laughs> and just rob the ball but no she's behind you it didn't happen unfortunately well let's move on slightly we I we briefly touched on the fact that there was a couple of goalkeeping errors in this game. So I think the first one, obviously the big one, Zinsberger didn't cover her near post uh, for the Canaridge strike. That wasn't good enough for me. And I think but yeah. also the the, the Arsenal defence, I think, were absolutely shocking. I think they had about three or four bodies behind the ball. No one was even marking uh, Sam Kerr, who was offside when that strike was taken. But you only think it takes her to get back onside very, very quickly, within mm. milliseconds, and then to like just toe-poke that one into the back of the net. I thought that was not good enough what, what are your thoughts as, an, as a as a goalkeeper yourself in another sport but um I agree I thought that was poor goalkeeping but I did think Zinsberger looked pretty decent this game I okay. thought she played pretty well after that she error. made a great save after she was pretty commanding Arsenal in the air goal. yeah and yeah. she made some good saves um so I have to give her that look she's going to get confidence from seeing her own team dominating a team like Chelsea and she gave off a brilliant celebration after Alessia Russo's penalty um you can see how much it means to her so I think this will also do her the world of good despite that goal because I do think that was an error I think she did have a good game after that mm -hmm. I'd, I'd, I'd agree I think um, she does have her moments she does have those I think it's almost sort of like one every two like two three games or so she has those quite a high percentage that's the problem well, but it, goalkeeping's hard I know you know it is okay rate it in it is <laughs> I think if we then take it to the other side of things I don't think Anne Katrinberger had the best 
game, I would say. I think when I think um, the commentary team were basically saying they weren't too sure why Anne Katrenberger was in starting with, which I thought was slightly unusual. I, I wasn't sort of like overly surprised. Lately, that she, she has been right because she kind of started the season. Emma Hayes did with Sachira Musevic in goal after such a brilliant um, World Cup that she had. But lately, particularly with Champions League games, she's been playing AKB. So I wasn't hugely surprised she was between the sticks. Yeah, I didn't take that as too much of a kind of... I wasn't like, oh, look at the team sheet thinking, gosh, that's wild. No. Um, but maybe she probably wished that she hadn't have started that <laughs> game. I think it was only the uh, the Amanda Ellis that, like header. Obviously, like she's she salmon leaped above everyone else, but also... And Katzenberger obviously tried to come out to it, kind of flapped at it, but also she didn't need to come out. There were so many defenders around that should have been doing their job first off. It would have been so much better for her to just sit back on the line and give herself time to react. And I don't think actually, she, I think she would have saved it. It wasn't like a, you know, top bins, you know, flying world. It was it was a saveable goal, I think, if she'd have stayed where she was. It was the wrong call, but I think they happened. Rachel brown Finnis might have mentioned this on the BBC Sport live feed that she kind of distracted herself trying to get a defender out of her way or yeah, pushing a defender. Pushing, and yeah. She said, once you're doing that, you're a half a second off the ball then in that situation. And I guess maybe that, that served as a bit of a distraction as well for her. Mm-hmm. But Illa said, again, coming through, she's very dangerous um, from corners and set pieces. And I think that was an area that Arsenal used to lack in, actually. Um, so they'll be really pleased to see her coming through on those. Well, the um, the errors didn't stop there for Anne Katrinberger. Um, should, we, should we give Rusa her flowers first for that her first goal? That I mean, wonderful goal. It was... I keep saying, wonderful sorry. is the word of the day. I absolutely agree. But absolutely I thought agree. it was... She had has missed some sitters for Arsenal of late <laughs> and she's somehow <laughs> managed to score. Such a difficult goal. <laughs> it was such a lovely, lovely goal. Maybe that's actually what she needs. She needs to be put in situations where the percentage chance of converting is about 3% and then she'll score. Whereas they're absolute sitters and it's a 97%. But it will help her now, I think, with the sitters being able to score a goal like that. Yeah, um, and it was quite a nice team goal from back to front. Uh, and I thought she did really, really well the way she took on the ball herself and such a tight angle as well. Um, and she was absolutely delighted. Celebrated in front of me as well. Once again, thank you so much, Alessia. I really appreciate it. Um, although it did kind of wind me up slightly that she kept being called Alicia. Mm, nice. It's Alessia, right? Am um, I, are we just pronouncing it wrong? I don't like... think so. There was something similar that happened in the Man United game where the commentator kept saying um, Tunay. Tunay. Is that her French cousin? Which I thought was really nice, actually. Ella <laughs> <A> Tunay. <laughs> okay, are, well, though. some of these names are hard to get right. Maybe it for is the first Alicia, of not Alessia. But when it's your own announcer in your own stadium, I would argue it should be named. Do better. Um, but no, it was a great goal, and she'll be delighted with that. Well, moving on then to the penalty situation, yes. it was a very difficult. I couldn't work out even when I had a look at it on replay who was really to blame. I'm it looked not like sure a miscommunication a situation. I. I, I think it was probably a, quite a harsh penalty yeah. given, but I could see why it could I be don't given. think she saw Carter's touch. So I think from what she, yeah. the, the referee saw, would have been the um, Berger coming out and effectively taking out Russo. But I think what she couldn't see because Russo's body was in the way was the fact that Jess Carter actually cleared, was the one who got the touch of the ball and cleared the I ball. I think so. There's no VAR. It's in real time. Things are going super fast. The ball is incredibly slippy. And I think, I mean, I've, do you know what? I actually feel sorry for referees that the changing pace of the game must make it so much more difficult to actually keep up with the ball. Like Especially the when they don't play. give you the tools to, all the tools you need or, you know, well, I know some refs are, but they don't, pay you to be full time so like it's you're kind of it's a it's hard work absolutely we absolutely. digress anyway so sorry you know i can get into the referee but listen situation. i think if there's referees listening they'll be like no please digress and give us some support so <laughs> that was for you guys but yeah i think that was it. it just sort of summed up a very uncharacteristic day for chelsea this kind of lacking in confidence things not being very fluid big two big goalkeeping errors and then we've got to talk about how bad the defense was i mean mm. it 
was a mess. It was a mess from pretty much start to finish. I thought Jess Carter probably had a fairly good game. I think Perisette, I think she did fairly well. But then obviously we get to half time. Three substitutes come on. We had Ashley Lawrence on for Perisette. We had Kadisha Buchanan on for uh, Mielder and Fran Kirby on for Nuskin. I mean, that's quite bold, isn't it? Changing out two defenders at half time. I mean, do you think she got it right? Because I I'd, actually I'd thought agree that that you thought that she was, didn't. I thought defensively, Chelsea did a bit better. I thought really Ashley Lawrence gave a little bit more, maybe from a attacking perspective, actually up the pitch. She gave a little bit more creativity up the pitch. Um, but I feel like the bar is kind of low in that mm-hmm. it wasn't great in the first half. Um, you know, I do think Emma Hayes was tinkering throughout the game and changing things and trying desperately to... Do you think she looked a bit unstuck? Yeah, a little bit. Um, you know, it can't be easy. I know Millie Bryce, she said, won't be back before Christmas. I don't think you could... She was missed today, that yeah. kind of leadership or that kind of head at the back of the pitch to be like, okay, guys, calm down or get it together or, you know, that kind of calmness, I mm-hmm. think, was maybe lacking as well. Um, and yeah, it's always difficult when you change that many in your defence. I think that was it. When you change half your defence at half time, you, I think I expected there to be more kind of oomph and there wasn't. I think Ashley Lawrence, obviously she had the speed, but then I think also there were parts where Arsenal were completely outpacing. I think it comes back to that same thing, that Arsenal's attack is so strong. The break. They, the break on them, the counter-attacks, I think the speed in which they do that, I think it leaves teams completely and utterly kind of like, I want to say aghast, actually. Wow. Use, they, these really harsh words, If aghast. they get it right, their press and their break are both very, very effective. And I think if you can get out of Arsenal's press, mm-hmm. which is what Chelsea did for the first goal, and they broke really well, you know, that's an area to exploit. And I just don't think they were able to do that very much today. But there were so many situations that they sort of found themselves almost like four on three at the back, where, you know, everyone would press up. You had Russo, you had Blastinius, you had Palova, you had, you know, like every single person you could name was just pressing so far up. And I think the Chelsea defence didn't really know what to do. And I think there were some times that, you know, you were seeing like a quick ball over the top or a threaded ball through, and they were completely unstuck and completely unsupported. And I just, I found that so bizarre to watch, to see that that was happening to a side like Chelsea. Even on a budget, quality is non-negotiable. That's why Quince is the place to score high-end essentials at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Get your hands on buttery soft cashmere sweaters from just 60 bucks, Italian leather jackets, and so much more. And the best part about Quince? They exclusively partner with factories committed to safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Elevate your style without the elevated price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com upgrade for free shipping and 365-day returns. One positive for Chelsea. Go on, go on. Gura Wright and Sylvie Bannon. Yes. Really great to see her. Wasn't expecting to see her. M- made a difference when she came on. Yeah. Um, Chelsea really tried to use their, their left side when she came on. And I thought, you know, it, she did get the ball a lot. She did manage to whip it in a good few times. Um, so it was great to see her back. That will give them a real boost. I think Neve Charles has been having a good season. So the two of them linking up together could be quite effective. And their left side has always been quite dangerous. So that will be a positive for them is, is having her back. Well, let's talk about the other controversial point to this game. There have been absolutely many for Chelsea, but at the same time, we can't we can't avoid the fact that Lauren James had some 
had a, another silly action today. It was very deja vu of the World Cup incident that got her the red card, that had her banned for the two games. It was the stamp on Leah Volti. She'd kind of committed this foul, which was fairly standard foul, and then gone to walk away. Volti was lying on the floor, and Volti was picking up the ball. Is it Vol- Vol- yeah, so the ball bounced between them, and, and Volti had bent down to pick up the ball. That's it. She, she had-, had the ball in her hands, and LJ just carried on through with her foot and stamped on her foot. And I just... Like, initially, when I looked at it, I thought, oh, she was going to get her foot on the ball. But then I saw it from a different angle and thought, Leah Valti quite clearly has that ball in her hands. There is so much time for her to not do that. So there, it definitely looked like there was intent in the way that she... Well, there was no pullback either. No. You know when you, like, you go and tread on someone's foot and you're like, oh, gosh, sorry, and you, you recoil back? There was yeah. none of that. It was a very deliberate tread, and then it yeah. was keeping her foot down as well. And then, obviously, Leah Volti ended up on the floor. Lauren James, super, super lucky just to get the yellow. I mean, do you think it should have been a red? I'm, I'm, I, I think she's lucky. what was going through her mind. I think she's lucky um, that she didn't come away with a red. It was frustrating to see as well, and I think it's something... We've seen a little bit with LJ when games aren't going her team's way, whether it's England or Chelsea. Her mentality, she can kind of lose the head a little bit Mm -hmm. and get a little bit, I don't know, understandably frustrated. But I think that's an area of the game that I'm sure, you know, all players need to work on. We've seen it with young players before. It's an area of the game they need to improve and get used to. And you need to be... And she's probably not always regularly in that situation to be then getting used to it so there's an element of she needs to be in that situation where they're in frustrating moments and it's on her or there's expectation on her to help pull them out of it and I think that's an area of the game she needs to work on is, is her head and I think it happens it's a derby you've got a whole lot of fans here you know cheering on the opposite team you can understand the frustration but it just can't boil over like that. It's dangerous. Well, I think even that we sort of, you know, hop back to the fact that, you know, she's not in these highly pressurised situations a lot, but she has been in them enough to know and she should have learnt the mistakes from the World Cup. That's and also, the biggest frustration. There are so many young players on the pitch who are of a similar age to her and who don't, who have gone through frustrating moments and don't have things yes. like that. I think the, th- the fact that it's now become a second incident of that and now it's going to get probably quite a lot of attention it makes me feel like she's going to lose favour someone whose trajectory this year and the goals that she's been scoring recently should be sending off into stardom it feels like it could very well take a very bad dip because I think it only takes the media to turn against you to say well you know you, you clearly can't control yourself you're you know you're getting it wrong in these moments you're lashing out you're being quite aggressive and you know quite it's violent conduct what's frustrating players. is as well is that when those moments happen sometimes with players and they lash out they almost immediately will be like, oh, what have I done? Shit. Yeah. And they'll show some kind of like... Remorse. Remorse in some degree. Not always, but sometimes. And that's not something you generally see either. Um, I think that's lacking as well, where it's a... You say it's a, you might see red, but actually it, it's a, a frustration kind of... A, a elongated frustration through yeah, the match, yeah. if you know what I mean, rather than like a flash of red. Um, but yeah, it is frustrating. It is something that like club and country whoever the player is if that situation's happening it's something they need to get a handle on they need to address and not like just pretend it didn't happen because then it will keep happening so it's an important area to address just like someone who's I don't know struggling to put a cross in or struggling with throw-ins like it's an area you're going to address and try and improve right so this is an area that Chelsea definitely need to look at well I think Emma Hayes in the sort of press conference wasn't really given too many comments on it perhaps she's not seen it or she was sort of suggesting that maybe she's not didn't seen see it, it. she it hooked was... her off almost immediately afterwards well she did come off in the 75th minute which wasn't too far after but at the same time I suppose I get that Emma Hayes probably wants to just put a hand around like put a shoulder around her and an arm around her and just say and probably take him to the change room and try and you know go through what was going through her head and try and kind of address it with her 
personally before they do probably because they're going to be asked about it in all the press conferences going forward this week so I think it's going to be one of those situations where it was probably the best thing for her to do for the players welfare to kind of make it in-house and not to comment on it because I think that probably would have played in her mind even more so getting back to some positives okay so now we've kind of come to a situation where Arsenal and Chelsea are on level points to me it feels like this is probably the most exciting WSL title race that we're starting to see. I oh think my God, we say that every year. We do say every year, well, but it true. is every year because <laughs> it just keeps stepping up. So like now we've got 13 games left of the season. We're kind of almost reaching that halfway point. Um, it just feels like we're in this really lovely situation where we've really got this kind of battle on our hands. Chelsea will want to go out, you know, all guns blazing, you know, get this result for Emma Hayes and her, and her last year with Chelsea. But at the same time, I'm really excited because I predicted that Arsenal were going to win the title this year. And you just love being right, don't you? <laughs> I don't think there's anything more I love doing <laughs> than being right, if I'm honest. Um, and now Man City are only pretty much one game gap between them and the top of the table. It only takes, you know, either one of the top two to obviously drop points. What do you think? Where are your where are your predictions now, Rach? Do you feel like they've changed? Do you feel like actually it's still on par? Um, I'll probably stick to what I said before, but... Are you sure? I'm giving you a second chance. No, I know. But like, I don't mind being wrong about this because... If I'm wrong, then it means we have like I'm bearing what basically I said. I thought Chelsea would win it this season. Yeah. But like I don't mind being wrong because if I'm wrong, then it's a good thing for football and for the league because it's quite exciting that someone new That's has such won it. That's a lovely way so, to spin being wrong. Yeah, nice. it is. Um, there's nothing I love more. No, I'm joking. I, I hate <laughs> being wrong. Um, but no, you're right. I think it is really exciting. This is, you know, people were looking at Chelsea and I'd be one of them going, I don't know where they're going to drop points. Like, yes, these games against your Man Cities, your Uniteds, your Arsenal's are going to be tough, but. They're the mentality monsters. They've shown they've got what it takes to win. And I guess they've shown today that they're human and, you know, that this league is really bloody exciting. And it's it's a good thing. I'm excited about it. You know, Arsenal now have to come out and do another London derby next week um, at the Tottenham Hotspur Stadium. Um, another early kickoff Easy, as well. Um, Been there, done it. <laughs> it's exciting. It's exciting. I don't mind if I'm wrong about it. Um, but I'd still think at the end of the day, like you said, 13 games left equal points like where are these teams going to drop points I don't know I actually think we're going to start to see now the Arsenal era of dominance again we're going to see the old the golden age of Arsenal is coming back around again wow this is what I see because once you get like someone like Leah Williamson back I mean once Viv Mead is like one win <laughs> like this over yeah, Chelsea yeah. No, I'm, like, this I'm being dramatic it. with it 100% <laughs> the era of Chelsea's dominance there's too many signs Emma Hayes is going the team lose like this at the end like they have an absolute fall apart at the Emirates you've got Leah Williamson probably coming back you know maybe mid next year or so Vivian Miedemar's coming back Beth Mead's on flying form they've got an attacking line which would destroy anything anything in its path I mean how can you not think that now if this ti- if they get the title this year I think we're going to see the emergence of Arsenal coming back to their former glory wow. I bet Chelsea are going to listen to this episode and you are going to be the reason why they come out and don't drop a point for the rest of the season because they're going to be like absolutely fuck you Chloe Morgan and you know what I'll take that on my shoulders <laughs> Right, we've got another episode coming tomorrow afternoon which takes you inside Arsenal's fan culture. Before today's game, we spoke to members of Arsenal's supporters club to find out just how Arsenal has grown into the best supported club in England. I am super looking forward to that. Um, Rach, I kind of want to know where you're going to be this weekend, mate. I mean... Today's Sunday, Chloe. I'm I'm going to go home, hopefully. No, I've I've got to go... Uh, United Spurs United uh, this evening and then looking ahead I've got Champions League yeah, I'm going to go to Lisbon nice little midweeker to, to see Benfica 
and then Chelsea at Stamford Bridge uh, and then Spurs Arsenal on the Saturday and then I don't know where the hell I am on the Sunday Aston Villa maybe oh nice I think I might do Spurs Arsenal actually yeah and then I'm flying Go away on. to Copenhagen oh, do you know who stop with? it the, the girlfriend, girlfriend. Oh. <laughs> thank you so much for listening remember you can find us on Instagram and x slash Twitter I am at Morgie underscore 89 Rachel's at girls on the ball and we are at upfront underscore pod you can also find us on YouTube at upfront pod see you in 24 hours time Upfront is a Stack production and part of the Acast Creator Network. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And it's all priced at 50% to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash trip for free shipping and 365-day returns. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply.